And a good morning to you. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to another edition of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with our friend Dan Burns, who is an ASE certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Morning, Dan. Good morning. I would imagine... uh, that uh, Grand Avenue is uh, well. It's probably wet, but a little snow on the uh, on the grassy part. It's snow covered. No, actually, the streets are snow covered. Street yeah, okay, the, the city streets are snow covered this morning. So it's uh, that's the way it is. But it it's, should be over by now. I have to say, least. what's the deal with this? Isn't this? Aren't you in charge of this? WCCO is definitely in charge of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> We've got fifty thousand watts, but it doesn't. Uh, yeah, that doesn't do it. It doesn't huh? melt the snow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Dan is here, and he's been here for a long time. I don't mean just today. Uh, but Dan has helped CCO listeners out for a long, long time, over 20 years easily. And uh, he's going to help you out today if you have any kind of uh, of a car problem, car, truck, van, whatever the case may be. And before you take it in to your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, uh, call us or text us. Dan will give you a little bit of an idea of what uh, what uh, might be wrong or how to go about at least thinking about it and kind of analyzing it on the radio, which is sometimes hard to do if you're not, uh, if you're not actually looking at it. So don't wait. Dan's going to be here till about seven forty-five till Jack Farrell's wine chat. So don't wait. If you do have a question, by all means, call us or text us. Let me give you the phone number, 651-989-9226. The text number is 81807. Now, we did get a text earlier, Dan, a couple of hours ago, as a matter of fact, uh, and it was a, it was about um, Lloyd's Automotive and and what you charge, uh, charge by an hourly labor rate or by a pre-calculated job rate. I guess is the answer yes. Both, yeah, <laughs> Both. yeah. It depends. It depends on the uh, on the service, of course. Diagnostics is done by an hourly rate, and this would be typical of any shop in town. Yeah, diagnostics and uh, all of that are done. Uh, by an hourly rate. Um, we have a guide, a book. There's Mitchell and there's All Data, and we compare them, and, and that gives us recommended uh, amounts of time for a particular job that it would take or that, that it takes to do the job. And of course, you charge the hourly rate based on that. And uh, if it gets more complicated uh, for some particular reason and, and the game changes, I think that the, a customer can ex- or should they certainly will get a phone a call from Lloyd's, okay. and they should expect a call from anybody. And our policy at Lloyd's is when you pick up your car, you're never to be surprised by what the bill is. You're no shock. You are to know what the yeah. bill is before they get standing there in the office because that's really uncomfortable for both of us. Oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So good point. Thank you for the text for that. <laughs> if you want to send Dan your text, your car care text eight one eight zero seven, or call us. And that number again, 651-989-9226. We've opened up uh, all the lines. Got a nice uh, note from my daughter, one of my daughters this morning, who who is a frequent visitor of Lloyd's, as you know. Yeah. I, I like said, it when it stays in the family. That's it, true, <laughs> but that's, that's a valid point. Uh, it is. Uh, good morning, uh, Tina says. Hi to Dan. Her 21-year-old vehicle got its spring service at Lloyd's yesterday, she says. Needed a new battery. Uh, two tires were not holding air, so... Uh, you took them off, your guys, or you did maybe, uh, took them off and sealed them and smoothed out the wheel rims, secured a rattling heat shield. We've talked about that on right. the show before. And they gave it a wash. All good to go. What good service. Nice guys. Good coffee shops nearby as uh, well. Thanks, Teen. Well, she is she is Tina. And first of all, she's originally she was Denny Long's daughter, but now you're Tina Long's dad, so it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's changed. She's more famous than you are. <laughs> I think you're right. As she should be. Yeah. Yes, but it's great. 
So thanks, Tina, for that. Happy Easter. That's right, tomorrow's Easter, and then we look outside at the weather, and uh, I was thinking about people who, you know what I did last week? I changed my snow tires. But uh, when would you change your snow tires? Would, would you I, wait till May? No, or? I would. It's, it's, it's okay. It's going to be fine. And, and driving today, you know, the, the sun angle is so high, and, yeah. and the, you know, for it, I mean, this, this will be gone in a few hours this morning, and yeah. it'll be just fine. So I think that it's time to take your snow tires off anytime you can get in for an appointment. And, and you want to do it before the weather gets too warm. You know, when the once the uh, once the we get into the seventies, uh, that's really hard on that the soft compound of snow tires. Oh yeah. So so to get that done before it gets uh, before it gets too warm, and that hopefully will surprise us soon. <laughs> you and a lot of other folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what Tina was talking about, as far as the tires uh, not holding air, that happened with uh, Tony's vehicle too. What exactly do you do, or do you guys do, to 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 make sure that seal is good? Well, it uh, what happens is it's uh, it's not rust, but it's an it you know uh, it's kind of oxid- well, ste- oxidation. Yeah, steel rusts and the alloy wheels get this oxidation, and it's it's flaky and powdery, and of course powder won't hold air, and that's oh. between the rubber and the metal it gets this powder. So we have to take the the tire off the wheel, uh, take a grinder and clean all of that off, put some sort of lubricant or sealer. Uh, on the wheel itself, and, you know, and cleaning it all and clean up the bead of the tire and then put it all back together. And uh, in doing that, it's a, a new fresh seal and it lasts again for several years. The trouble is that um, over time, the, you know, the, the steel wheels have a painted, or not steel, the alloy wheels have a painted coating, a clear coating on it. And once that coating is gone or once the paint is gone, then of course it has access to the air and air, Salt and, air and, 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 yeah. the, and the air and the metal uh, is where is what causes it. So it'll happen again. Tina's wheels, and she'll have her car for thirty one years just because she's <laughs> like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, she'll have to have that done again you, in the life of the car. You've mentioned that from time to time on the show over the years that if you take care of your vehicle, you know if it's and not subject does, to right? yeah to a yeah. lot of rust or if you if it's garaged and things like that. Right. You can kind of keep it going for a while. You can, you can, and and uh, that's that's the trick. And at today's prices, uh, that's that's yeah. also a big deal. And you know, a hundred thousand miles isn't very much anymore. Isn't that, that, that true? Used to be when a hundred, you'd see a hundred thousand miles to be, we'd get afraid of the car. But that's not true anymore. <laughs> you know, it's probably two hundred thousand now. Actually, yeah. I think uh, until two hundred thousand miles, you can be, feel pretty comfortable with a car. Then we have to take a quick break. Let's invite our listeners. When we come back, we're going to grab some text messages that have come in in the last few minutes. If you want to send Dan a text, 81807, or ask your car care question via phone, 651-989-9226. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here, along with Dan Burns. He's the guy you want to talk with. He is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's. And if we have new listeners, and we always do, Dan, uh, Where's Lloyd's Automotive located? We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. I think, uh, I don't know who's there this morning. I think Nick is there this morning at 651-228-1316. And at one time, there. go ahead. Luckily, they're also capable. I don't care who's there. They, they, <laughs> they are. You I'll have, do just fine with you. Have good people. There. You yeah. surround yourself with good people. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I was going. I just lost my train of thought. 
No, there was a Lloyd's at one time. There was, yes, Howard Lloyd. Uh, and actually, he lived he lived right in the neighborhood. And I can't remember who it is, but one of our customers now lives in his house. No he's, he's actually died in, uh, uh, quite a while ago. And now, how long have you uh, owned the place? Since 1990. 90, yeah. okay. He, he uh, Howard Lloyd, sold it to a guy that worked for him in high school uh, named Don Lavelle, and then, uh, and then Don Lavelle sold it to me. But Don Lavelle... Uh, that was his, you know, he started in high school and stayed right on through. That was his career that? there. How yeah. about that? Yeah, it was a great story. All right, we'll let you know how to get rid of Dan. I agree. Get in touch with him. We don't want to get rid of him because we got a show to do here. Get in touch with Dan before he uh, he leaves us here this morning. 651-989-9226. Text 81807. You know what? Dennis in Vadnais Heights is calling, and let's get, grab his uh, call before text. Dennis, what's your question for Dan? Good morning. Uh, I've got a 2010 F-150 that I bought, I believe, in 2005. Uh, it had new tires on when I bought it, and I heard somewhere that uh, you're not supposed to use tires more than four or five years or whatever. Uh, these tires have got almost 50,000 miles on them, and they look really good yet. Um, they were saying something about the, the rubber uh, deteriorating, and uh, I'm just not sure what to do. I mean, uh, these tires look like they could go for probably another two years. Well, I think you should be comfortable using them. The uh, tires have a tendency to crack more if you don't use them. The, the, uh, they, they get, uh, like any rubber material, they get weather cracks in them. And if those cracks go deep, uh, that's what they're talking about. So if the tires still look good and, and they're not cracked, then I would not worry about that at all. And in fact, uh, it would be very unusual uh, to have to change a tire for for weather cracking uh, in less than five years. Okay, so, so I think if they look good to you, I think that they're just fine, and you should, for sure should use them for a couple more years. Got a lot of miles on those. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's good you know, Good good tires and yep. you know good quality tires, and then uh, he's done a good probably done a good job of rotating them and being sure that the alignment is is. Uh, in good shape because if the alignment is worn, that's what wears out tires. But like you said, and you've talked about this from time to time here in the show, that rubber items get old. Like running shoes, they all, you know, they will start cracking. They, well, and they just break down. You yeah. know, it's a it's a chemical compound yep. and it breaks down over time, and especially in the sun, uh, in, the, in the south, in the southern United oh, States bet, yeah. where, where the, <clears throat> you have extreme heat, it's more common for uh, for tires to wear out because of, the uh, the weather uh, and they'll wear out prematurely. You know, there's still plenty of tread left, but the cracks have gotten so deep that it's the, the tire's not safe anymore. Thank you, Dennis. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Send a text if you like eight one eight zero seven. Here is a text that came in a bit ago. I've stored my Mercedes all winter. Both batteries have been on chargers. Is there any special startup procedure? No. Uh, well, be sure that the fluid. Check your fluids and be sure that nothing is leaked. Although. If you look underneath the car, you'll have a pretty good indication of that if there's not a puddle. But uh, no, that's uh, that's both batteries have been on on, on chargers that have have kept them alive, um, uh, which is a great idea. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, no, then I would say start it up and and uh, you know let it warm up for just a minute before you try to go anywhere. Let all the fluids get get flowing. After you drive it for a day or two, check all the fluids also and, and be sure that that's all fine. And there's a good chance that the tires have gone down. So before you take it out on the road, make sure you bring it over and have the, have the tires checked. But batteries, uh, battery life is well extended if you 
uh, keep the battery charged in the wintertime when you're storing it. And they have these little battery tenders. You can buy them at any auto yeah. parts store and, and uh, just keep them on there, and they'll keep a little trickle charge going into the battery. And, you know, as like Dennis has told us before, he moves them from one battery to the next <laughs> throughout the winter and, and uh, keeps the, keeps the, uh, the lawn tr- garden tractor battery charged up and the car batteries and... And uh, if you just keep moving moving it around like that, that's a great idea. And if uh, what wrecks a battery is when it gets uh, de- goes dead and then freezes, yeah, that, that wrecks a battery. That uh, that ruins the compounds inside. Same thing you advised me here a couple months ago or more when uh, Tony wasn't driving in sub zero temp and his battery. I told told Dan, you put a battery in here a few years ago. I think it's gone. <laughs> and you said get a thing, a charger, you know, and and uh, and by golly, it worked. Do you know what happens in the wintertime? The, you get in your car, and in, in lots of people's cases, if you only drive a mile or two yeah. to work every day, and in the morning it's dark, in the evening it's dark, you get in your car, and of course the first thing you do, which is the right thing to do, is turn on the heat seater, or the, the seat heater, uh, turn on the heat full blast. The headlights are on, of course, because it's dark out, and the wipers are running because you're cleaning the frost off your window. And the battery... Uh, is being discharged that whole time. You only drive it a mile or so or two, and it never gets a chance to charge up. Charge up. So you're depleting the battery every single day. You're going backwards. A, a little. You're going yeah. backwards with it. And unless you get out on the highway and drive it for a half an hour or, or an hour, uh, it's not getting back up to full charge. And and that just happens. And so after thirty or sixty days, the battery truly is worn down. Yeah. And it there's nothing wrong. It's just that. Uh, that the alternator has not had a chance to keep the battery charged up like it needs to. Makes sense. Yeah. Dan, we have to take a break. And to our listeners, so we Dan will be here till about 745. So if you have a car care question, by all means, call us, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send a text, and we'll come back with more text messages that need to be answered as well. That number is 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, we have texters. Let's uh, not forget about them, shall we? Let's see. Okay. How often do front subframe or cradle frame assemblies need replacing? Is that expensive? Well, it is expensive, and it's unusual for them to need to be replaced, but uh, there's a few models of cars out there that have had trouble with them. And in some cases, they're under warranty. Uh, in some cases, there's recalls uh, for them. And, and in, uh, in some cases, there's just bulletins warning about, you know, keep an eye on them. But uh, it's just a, the, the metal that they used or the, or the coating of it or whatever was not done. The, the, where the slush and stuff gathers uh, from the wintertime uh, gets stuck in there and, has, and then causes it to rust through in a... In a in a dangerous spot. And so the subframe, what they're talking about is up in front, which holds the engine and the transmission and all that, uh, into the car. It's oftentimes bolted in. Mm. And, uh, so you can remove the subframe and, and, and put a new one in, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've seen it, certainly seen it. And it, in my world, it's, I see it pretty commonly, but on most cars, it does not happen. But when it does, it's a rather expensive, ordeal as you can imagine bet, and, uh, yeah. but it's but it needs to be done or the car is not safe to drive that way you know because the subframe also holds all the steering components the the steering rack and all of that stuff too so uh, it needs to be done if it's if it's rotting away you need to replace it 
Here's a text. Dan, I have a 2008 Town & Country van 4.0. Calls for 1040 conventional oil. What's your thoughts on changing to synthetic, or if is it okay to stay with the same? Yeah, I'm surprised. I've never, I have not seen 1040 recommended in a car forever. No, so, a long time. All, yeah, right. that's, that's unusual. But at any rate, uh, no, especially if you're using 1040 oil, uh, I would for sure use synthetic because it, uh, in the wintertime for cold startup, it, it just will start a lot better mm-hmm. uh, with the synthetic oil in it. So Very good. For sure. Uh, feel comfortable switching over. And beyond that, I would indeed recommend it. You're right about that viscosity. You haven't heard that for a while. No, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard that for a long time. In fact, they're down to zero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Zero 020. And, zero and, 20 uh, is I pretty guess common. They're coming out with zero 010 now, too. Ooh, so that's yeah. thin. It's going to be like water. I yeah. guess. Uh, let's. I tell you what. Let's let's grab a phone call and then we'll get back with more text messages. Bill is calling from Waverly. Bill, what's your question for Dan? Well, the other day, <clears throat> I uh, went to the post office over in Montrose and and uh, got out of my car, was in park, did my mail stuff, got back in, and it wouldn't come out of park. You know, you put the brake on and it comes out of park, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> and it still stuck. No, it's I. I we well, we kind of figured it out, but really it didn't take nothing. But uh, it was stuck in park. You could hear something under the dash click when you push the button, you know, for the for the shifter. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, once we got it out of park. My mechanic came and helped me, and we got got the shifter to shift into neutral, and then I could drive it. But the, Odometer didn't work. The odometer didn't work, and the radio didn't work. And that little red light on there—I uh, think it's a security light—was blinking the whole time. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? Well, I think it sounds like there's a there's a power problem. Yeah. That that shift interlock is is a safety device that's on the car, and uh, it of course needs power and ground for that little solenoid to pull back the little knob that holds that shifter in place. And uh, yours obviously wasn't moving. Uh, just uh, on a side, there's, there's oftentimes a, a bypass. In other words, you can pull a little cover off and, and find that there's a place where you can push down on that lever. In an emergency, you can shift it that way. I mean, if you look in your owner's manual, you'll find that. But at any rate, it's supposed to work automatically. Yours was not. And the fact that you have some other things that aren't working would would suggest that uh, maybe you blew a fuse. I would start there. If not, there's uh, perhaps a power or ground source that's common to all of that stuff, and uh, and I would check that next. I mean, that's you're gonna, you're going to have to find out what where what you're lacking that's causing that little uh, solenoid not to pull back in the way that it's supposed to. And uh, when you do that, that'll be a, it. Probably will be a simple fix, but. Uh, but at any rate, uh, that's, you'll have to have somebody help you find what, what, what's going on with that. All right, very good, Bill. Thank you. Uh, let's take one more call. Judy is calling from uh, Blaine. Go ahead, Judy. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Um, I'm just wondering, I have a 98 uh, Jeep Cherokee Laredo, which was neither here nor there as to what kind it is. But I need shocks. and It's been good to me, but now I'm kind of riding on railroad tracks all mm-hmm. the time. I'm kind of wondering what the average cost is, um, if there is an average cost. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm not very good at, at the numbers. I don't. I don't do that part of my business. I'm sorry, but I could tell you that on an older car like that, I would spend the average cost. I would, you know, do a little bit of research. 
uh, call around, get some estimates, and uh, you don't need the very best on an older car like that, but you don't want the very worst. If you're if you're only going to put the you know the very least expensive shock on, which is made for you know cars that don't get driven much, where the car just sits around and it just wants to look pretty, um, uh, don't get that. But uh, if you just spend the average the average cost on it, I think you will just do just fine on it. So pretty much in, in, in everything in life, you get what you pay for. Yep. So don't get the cheapest, but you don't need the most expensive either. Susie sent a text, said, I'm so glad you said heat seater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> it, made, it sounded right. <laughs> you know, I just spent the week with all my grandkids, and, I'm, and I'm my, I've become my grandpa, where <laughs> I go through eight names before I finally before, get to the right you know, you start telling the Start with the and oldest, and I, yeah. get down to the, I get to the youngest, and I finally get the right name. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see there are many aftermarket headlamps out there. Uh, texter says, if I want to put in a higher wattage lamp, do I need to do anything with the electrical system? You do not. It's, uh, they, uh, they're all operated off of 12 volts, 12 volts and ground, and so, uh, so that'll, that'll do just fine. It's like if you plug in a higher watt light bulb into your house. You do not have to do anything with that either. The voltage does not change. Does storing a battery on a concrete floor cause it to drain the charge of the battery? I've heard that. Have you? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I, I couldn't prove it. I, I don't know if it has to do with the, with the uh, that the charge actually is leaving the battery. They're, they're, what they're saying is it'll go through the, the case of the battery onto the or through the floor. And uh, I'm not an engineer enough to know enough about that, but I have heard that, and so. I probably wouldn't do it. I think it has as much to do with the fact that it's sitting on a cold floor and uh, and that causes it to discharge. One quick text, then we got to go. All right. I have a 2015 Ford Explorer. When I turn slowly to the right, I hear a click, click, click. Any thoughts on what's causing the noise? It does not sound like it's coming from the steering wheel. No, I don't know. I wonder, mm-hmm. well, I, but I would certainly have that checked because yeah. when you start to get that noise coming from uh, steering components, that makes me nervous if it's, Actually, coming from outside, and say you have perhaps you have a uh, you know a, a ball joint or tie rod where all the grease has leaked out and it's now full of rust, and that's what you're hearing. Safety. Uh, then it's a safety concern, and you'll need to get that repaired. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We are at nine eighty two Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net, L L O I D S, or give us a call this morning at six five one two two eight one three. One six. Happy Easter to you and your family, Dan. Thank you. You too. See you one week. Well, I'll see you in the midweek or so. Yeah, I'll see you this week. Good deal.